Welcome back to the Casual Fan Podcast. Uh, it is I, Tim Lewis, aka the White Paul George, because I'm on leave, so I'm Cancun bound, and I too have not hit a jump shot since 2018. And as always, is my trusted psychic. It is Manesh, aka the Black Jared Stidham. Much like him, I can always pass the ball to the other team. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. And we're here for another week of talking all things NBA, NFL, and everything in between. And an unfortunate topic this week, and after a lot of debate between each other, we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the NRL Grand Final, which was this past Sunday, mm. with my beloved Penrith Panthers going down to the Melbourne Storm and the is he or isn't he retiring Cameron Smith and... Uh, I don't know. Did you did you watch the match, Manesh? Uh, no, I didn't watch any of no. it. I did follow online as I was driving driving back home in the rain. Ironically, I was driving through a storm while um, it seemed like the Penrith the Panthers were dealing with a very powerful storm, um, also known as officiating to some, to other people. It was a, it was you know it was a just a bad game overall, but um. Man, I I checked the score and I at half time and it just goes, you know, oh Panthers are trailing twenty two to nil or twenty to nil, whatever it was. Nil. And I've just gone, good lord. I said, you know, if only they had Matty Ice from the Atlanta Falcons there, you guys might have come back. But well, you guys did in the end. From what I, I only just checked the score yesterday, so I mean, I'm clearly up to date with NRL. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so how, how how did you deal with the mate? I I know we had some conversation and there, well, yeah. there, there was a storm. There was a storm of tears coming from my eyes from from uh, opening kickoff to probably up until yesterday. The sun rose for a split second, and then something else happened, which we'll talk about later. This has not been a great week for for this this casual fan podcaster. Um, ah, look. I think the emotion at the start, I did kind of watch it and blame the referees a little bit and then common sense prevailed. And I don't think the referee actually did that bad of a job. The bunker was the one reversing the calls. So the referee actually called no try on the first one. The bunker reversed it. And then, you know, a couple of times Sutton did call no try. And then for instance, our try in the first half, he called, uh, he called try and the bunker reversed that. I'm not going to blame the refs. I mean, we just came out. We did not, we did, we didn't take advantage of our chances in the first half, and then you know we had to take, we had to be the first ones to score in the second, and we didn't. And our comeback was just a little bit too late. But proud of the boys, 17 wins in a row for such a young side as well. Yeah, I mean, our our halves were, I think, I only saw today that Jerome Luai is only 23 years old. Uh, well, he was out five future. eight. And then uh, he's got a great future ahead of him. And then you've got Cleary. I don't know how old Cleary is. He was only he was an Australian schoolboy not too long ago. So he's probably in his early, early 20s as well. Um, you know, I, I kind of came with the hot take yesterday of uh, didn't need James Maloney to get to the grand final, but we sure as hell could have used him in the grand final for a bit of uh, experience and someone to keep the boys level-headed. But the sun came up for a split second the next the next day. So, you know, we just keep on, we keep on keeping on and hopefully 2021, I don't have to wait another 17 years for the grand final. Yeah, well, I mean, I was looking online and Facebook was 
um, scattered by like who they're blaming. Uh, weirdly, I was in, you know, I live in Penrith and I was walking around Penrith the next day and I saw no jerseys. So I was just like, geez. I mean, I, I saw it, it was littered it. everywhere. Oh, you're wearing one. Yep, you're wearing it. And so that's more credit to you. You're a real fan. Um, but like, I've been hearing these uh, bunker people who are supposedly people with multiple angles and slow-mo and can, and can pretty much look and, and make a call that they're constantly getting things wrong. And coming from NFL where we have the reviewers and the, the umpires or referees officiating crew themselves will look and make a decision. More often than not, I'm talking like high 90s, I would say they are correct with their, their calls. Yeah. You then go to a place where supposedly these guys are meant to be looking and they still like totally stuff up calls at times. Is that oh, due to exactly. just um, they've got my vision before the surgery or is that <laughs> um, what's it? I used to have cataracts just so you guys know that what the context is, or is it just that they just don't know the rules or is there too great, too many gray areas within that for them to kind of be what? able to like swing either way? Well, I mean, in saying that as well, I don't really, I, I know what I know. I'm not going. I'm not an expert in any level of the of the game. Uh, I couldn't tell you how some of the rules go. The first try was a penalty try, and look, he stuck his foot out. It wasn't dangerous contact, but that's the rule. It was brought in because of a former Melbourne Storm fullback because he used to slide feet foot first. So. Uh, you know, a bit, a bit ir- the irony in that one is not lost on me. Uh, yeah. But in saying that, our try, our first try in the second half, I don't believe was a try because it was an illegal obstruction move. Um, you play the ball, Melbourne Storm just put their hands up rather than chasing down Toto, and uh, we scored. So we can't sit there and say that we had a rough, rough goal of it when we had our our uh, controversial decisions as well. I think it's like anything, you know, even the video highlight of referees, the guys in New York and all that type of stuff for the NFL, even they get it wrong after they see it a Mm. bunch of times. So some people just have good days, some have bad days, some have interpretations of the rules, Uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame the referees because it was a terrible first half. We had our chances. We didn't take advantage. Melbourne had their chances and they did. Congrats to Cam Smith. And after all of that, by the way, the son of a bitch didn't even retire. <laughs> all oh, they really? spoke about all week was Cam Smith was retiring, Cam Smith was retiring. The son of a bitch didn't even retire. <laughs> so he's com- he's coming back next year, although he hasn't said that he's or isn't. Whether he's at the storm or not, I don't know, but he he did he said he's coming back. So well, look at that one as you as you will. That is the that's a masterclass. If he if anyone thinks there's officiating going sideways, he pops that in, and then they're like, "Oh, well, we got to help, got to help Cam Smith in." So then he does it, and then he goes, "Ah, it's like that." Um, how to meet your mother, uh, second last season, which everyone thought was the last season, and then they're just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, guess what? We're gonna extend it another ten plus episodes, which <laughs> takes in two hours of real life," and you're just like, "What?" Why would you do that? And that's yeah. what they did. So they, they put, here's a how I met your Cam Smith. That's what he's doing right there, coming in with the the fake. Like he was. That's like a what we call a trick play in NFL. That was a, a trick yeah. play out of all of Australia. So, but um, uh, I I, yeah. I like the guy. I, I the only thing I hate about him is that he plays for Melbourne. He played for Queensland, but I actually think he's an awesome player. Like, yeah, he manipulates the refs, but uh, who doesn't? 
You know, if I had the, the gift to do that, you, I'd, I'd do it every all day, every day. Oh man, the so, irony I, I was seeing because I've heard that too that he he manipulates refs. I've had a James Harden fan going off about him manipulating refs, and I've had about mm-hmm. five LeBron fans going off about him manipulating refs, and I'm just like the irony there of two of the biggest floppers or whatever they are. LeBron not as mm-hmm. much now, but when he was yeah. in like Miami and stuff, he was just like. You look at him like Kirk Heinrich took him out. Like he ran into like um, freaking Francis Ngano from the UFC, like front on. Like that's what it was like. I was like, like dude. And so yeah, I mean, yeah. Look in the and look, I'm a Queensland supporter. Uh, uh, I'm a hardcore Queensland supporter who only watches three games a season, and mm-hmm. that is the the state of origin. I've been supporting him since 1988 when we were getting violated by Andrew Johns. And as in, like, afterwards, we were getting violated by Andrew Johns. And then we went on a streak. And now it looks like the tables have turned. And um, the the boys are pulling out all the stops. We're ringing in Melman Inger and, and Bennett, mm-hmm. um, hoping yeah. and, you know, just hoping <clears throat> we can compete. I've already had friends tell me it's a, it's a 3-0 sweep, 100%. New South Wales are going to win. So I'm like, cool. As usual, I will sit quietly and wait. And uh, if, if you guys win, I will congratulate and... Uh, or I'll blame the refs like um, 80% of the Panthers fans I've seen online. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nah, but look, um, it sucks. I, I was genuinely hoping for you guys to win just so, um, yeah, Penrith could be happy. I mean, obviously they're very still proud, but it is frustrating and heartbreaking when you make it that way 17 games in a row and then you lose in the big match, AKA the Patriots when we had Randy Moss and, you know, we lost to some, some inbred, Named Eli Manning with a with chewing gum on the helmet catch, like it was just yep. ridiculous. But anyway, 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 I'm not going to keep going on. There's no, a lot of Patriots talk coming up in the in the later on in the podcast. But anyway, that there is. Well, what we'll do is we'll see how people enjoyed us talking about the NRL, considering that we both have claimed that we know absolutely nothing about it. And maybe we'll give our two cents for the origin games and, yeah, you know, just keep it a logic, illogically unbiased as always. Mm-hmm. So we'll just see what happens there. But uh, let's segue into the NBA, shall we? And yeah. uh, got a couple of things we want to talk about today. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking we'll talk about the coaching moves. And maybe save the the player free agency until next week. We can talk about yep, that. Talk good. about who's restricted, who's unrestricted. The couple of trade rumors, but uh, the the most recent coaching moves uh, we've got the one that we've already touched on a little bit. We've got Doc going to Philly. Yep, which is a uh, an interesting move. Uh, yeah, both Boston, Boston fans are very happy for that. Of course, of course. And yep. then we've got the. Uh, what else have we got? Tyron Lou has been announced as the LA Clippers. Yep. Which is a uh, good move, in my opinion, for them. Uh, the white privileged Steve Nash uh, coaching the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets with Amari <laughs> Stoudemire named oh, no. as assistant coach. Oh, well, I mean, that's why privilege Amari used your white friend to get in there. So, yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. The white privilege continues. And, uh, and then we've got who else have we got? We've got the. Uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I don't fact check. I didn't write down who the coaching moves were. I probably should have. Um, who 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 got the Pelicans job? Oh, was it was it Stan Van Gundy? Stan Van Gundy. Oh, okay, so that's a confusing another that's another confusing. coach who lives and dies by the three. 
with a with a player like Zion. That's a that's a great move. Great move on the Pelicans' part. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, okay, guys, we're going to run offense. We're going to shoot a jack, uh, jack a lot of threes. Lonzo, Zion, go to work. Yeah, so just that's a that's a great move. <laughs> it's such a, a confusing it's such one. a confusing signing because, like, really, what success did he have? Everything was built around Dwight Howard and shooters. So unless he mm-hmm. tries to bring that and has Zion playing in the middle and then sits him around with shooters around him. That gives him that ability to maybe drive it in and then kick if he needs to. I don't. I mean, you're a Duke fan. So you, how was he as a passer off the dribble and and like double teams Zion? coming at him? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, Zion was a. <clears throat> or did he even have to pass? He, just, he was a put his head down and go to the hoop. He he made good basketball plays, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was a an amazing distributor of the ball. Yeah. So that well, I mean, that's what the only thing I can think of is that with Stan they run that because. Like, yeah, I just don't get it, man. Like, look, we'll see how it works because, I mean, look, he sucked. To be to be honest, he was not very good in Miami. I mean, he got replaced no. and, and like, I, I don't think even Shaq wanted him there. So, and then he didn't do much in Detroit. And did he coach in Orlando? I don't know. I can't remember if he did. Um, Gundy, yeah, Van Gundy uh, coached the, uh, the oh, yeah, team of course, that went to with the, the White House. What am I talking about? Yeah, geez, I just freaking yeah. talked about it. Uh, yeah, well, look, I don't know. I think um, like that team was stacked. They got lucky in the sense that they ran into the Celtics without Kevin Garnett, and the 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 Cleveland Cavs still weren't who they were, even though they had like sixty one wins that season, I believe, or sixty six. Actually, I've got no excuse for that. I mean, obviously, that doesn't get brought up into it because uh, because LeBron had no help. But um, yeah, exactly. yeah, 66 wins, I think. 66 or 61, it was one of them. So mm. anyway, yeah, that's, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, if you're going to have shooters, why would you go to a team with Zion, man? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and that being said, is obviously I love Zion. I loved yeah. him before he was at Duke. It was just even amazing for me that he went to Duke. He's six foot six. The whole Van Gundy game is throw the throw to the ball, throw the ball into the post, let the post player work, and then the good thing about Dwight Howard in his prime was that he was a fantastic post player to begin with, but he was good enough to draw the defense in, and that's how he started. That's how he made Hito Turkoglu look like a star. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's Hito look like a star when they're shooting open shots. Yeah, and him and Rashad looked money, and then Rashad got yeah. money, and then Rashad yeah. just went out the door. He's just like, well, I'm done now. Hedo got paid as well. Yeah, and he vanished. So, He's just like, yeah, I'm out of here. And then vanished. Yeah. Funny, funny story on the Hedo uh, Turkoglu. Uh, I went to see Orlando play. They played against the Chicago Bulls. They were selling Hedo Turkoglu jerseys for twenty dollars. So my good friend Nathan and I bought a jersey each. Yeah, and then they traded to bring him back that same year. So jokes on you, Orlando. Oh, you got that money back. <laughs> there you go, man. You could. That's good stuff. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, so okay. So that's the Pelicans, and then was there another coaching? I can't remember. We spoke about Lou. Um, we'll get I more mean, into. It Lou, was a while but... back. It was uh, what's his name? Tibbs going to the Knicks, but I don't know about anyone recently. Yeah, yeah. Because um, no one's going to the Rockets. Recent one is... Who's the Rockets. Did anyone go? I don't think anyone's going to the Rockets. I don't know. People can comment if we're wrong. Again, we don't fact check. We. Both kind of said before this that we'll talk about coaching moves, and then neither of us did our research. So, 
is, so is, um, just, uh... is, Le- is LeBron still coaching the Lakers? Oh, of course. Yeah, he course. is. Okay, good. Yeah, I wasn't sure. So I just yeah. thought I'd just but, make sure. Uh, I think the most interesting move is the uh, Tyron Lou with the Clippers. Um, he's got a lot of egos he needs to work with. And then you've got the couple of guys that are coming off contracts, whether they go and try to bring them back like Montrez Harrell. There's a bit of talk about them looking at trading uh, Paul George, uh, except <laughs> Paul George doesn't think he's getting traded. So, <laughs> Man, it was funny that they were talking about it. That Like it was like Montrez, um, Beverly and stuff really were annoyed with the fact that uh, Leonard could do what he wants and not play and not turn up and stuff. That would be frustrating for com- competitors like those two, and even Lou yeah. Williams. That you know, you got a star player, you guys are excited, and he's just like, yeah, I'll just not play. I mean, he had what was it like in twenty games? He had eight games off to start, like just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, dude, you know. So, I mean, Lou, people, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that. So, hopefully, they do bring back some people, but. Um, I'd like mm. to see them compete because Laker fans now believe that like they forget that there's another season. You know, they're just carrying yeah. on like these guys are done for life. And being a Clipper, potentially they are, but yeah, we don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I don't mind Lou. I, I I will admit I did say to him a couple of times, I did say about him when he was with the Cavs that, you know, if he didn't have LeBron, is he that good? If he doesn't have Kawhi, is he that good? But you can probably say that about a lot of coaches. Mm. There's not a lot of coaches you, you, you give credit to these days. So I'd like to see him succeed. Uh, I do find it humorous that now, after everything they gave up for Paul George, they're looking at trading Paul George for, to get those draft picks back. Oh, my God. So that's, I think that's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, but the, the good news for yourself and, and, and me is the fact that Mike D shoot the three, uh, still unemployed. It's a fantastic thing, isn't it? It's so beautiful. It is. It is. Like, so I hope people, he comes. People east. that don't know, that'll be great. Hope, oh yeah. Well, pe- people that don't know, Manesh and myself are probably the the harshest critics on Mike D. Shoot the three. Uh, yeah. Who believes that the best defense is a even better offense? So yeah. Uh, I, me it, personally, it, I yeah. just don't. I don't like him as a coach. I don't think he's that great. Show me well, something. It, it, it's he just did. it's this analytic crap that these people go on about. All yeah. the big coaches disagree with it. They reckon it's useless. Like, yeah. But but because Mike D does it and he looks good for half a season and then collapses when it matters every freaking year, mm-hmm. these these morons that can't watch basketball and understand that, hey, it's not, oh, well, I mean, at what point is analytics make sense where shooting the threes better? They're missing so many shots. Efficiency has dropped. Yeah, scoring's gone up, but then no one's playing defense. I'm just like, mm-hmm. it. like there's... A myriad of things. Anyway, anyway, I'll I'll get going on on that that Italian, whatever the hell he is. I don't even know what he is. Yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. leave that be. So yeah. I think that's it for coaches. Again, hit us in the comments if we if we're just boneheads and have forgotten that Houston did sign a coach. We did not research this before we went to air, and uh, that just shows you how amazing. That's why we're ranked number one for most illogically unbiased podcasts in the world. And don't fact check that. Just take my word for it. Uh, 100%, so this yeah. week, this week in the NBA as well, there was an interesting video that came up uh, was was surfaced of Michael Beasley versus John Wall mm-hmm. in the uh, in the local YMCA, and uh, I actually messaged Manesh when I saw it, and I said, Mike Beasley has to be a top five. What could have been player for me? 
And oh. from that, we have decided this week to do our own top five what could have been players in the NBA. The there's, there's no criteria this week. The only criteria, I think, is all-star selections, mm-hmm. and they cannot have won an MVP. Uh, they can have won Rookie of the Year or Most Improved. That's fine. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to go one for one. So yeah, and, and Manesh, it's, I'll let, yeah, and yeah. it's no more than they can be an all-star four times or less. They can't be an all-star mm-hmm. for, for five or more. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I will let Manesh start. Okay, so my first one, what could have been, is uh, probably regarded as one of the worst draft picks, um, probably on par with Darko. And actually, it's not on par with Darko. That would be Sam, the big money buoy, drafted. Yeah, huh? I didn't put him down. Oh, beautiful. Came out of Kentucky. I was looking at his stats to think, okay, what made him a, a second pick? Granted, mm-hmm. it was when you look at it in hindsight, yeah, it's a stupid pick, but it's Portland. They just had Clyde Drexler, so they're like, why would mm-hmm. we draw a, a, a draft a second guard? But on top of that, that's when they had real centers. So a big man was yeah. a key, and that's why, like, when Jordan was drafted, they said no shooting guard will be able to carry a team to a title because everything worked through the inside out. And so, like, yeah. I'm looking at his stats going, oh, okay, he must have done heaps. His last year in Kentucky, like, he had, he averaged 10 points or 11 points and nine boards. And the year before that, he averaged 17 points. And this, I think he got injured that year. 17 yeah. points and nine boards again. How the, it's like, I don't understand how he went. He's 7'1", um, 230 pounds and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. Like he, I, I don't understand. And look, yeah, look, he came into the league and he actually was he's very athletic. Unfortunately, he broke his legs. Like, I mean, he broke his legs in a bloody warm-up drill. Like, the guy's legs were just freaking brittle. Like, just as milk. That was just about to say, Milky Bar Kid would have helped him perfectly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the guy I would say is on my, is obviously one of my top five for, um, what could have been because if he stayed healthy, I mean, like at one season, he averaged uh, a monstrous 14.7 points a game, 10 boards, played about 30 minutes, played for the Nets. He played for quite a few teams, including the world champion. Uh, well, not then, but uh, the Lakers, the current world champion Lakers. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, he was there. He was there for, what was it look like? 10 seasons he played. But yeah, okay. there you go. I didn't realize he even lasted that long, to be honest. So <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> my, my, my first pick, I've already spoken about him. Let's just go with Michael Beasley. Yep. Uh, as I said, he's, he's definitely a top five, top three for me of what could have been. I watched him in college. I'm so a good. much, a much more a college fan than NBA. So I do know a lot of these players when they come out of college mm-hmm. and I have been known to sit there and say, this guy's going to be the next big thing. And he plays NBA and it just doesn't turn out. Michael Beasley, I was 100% sure he was going to be all NBA, MVP, all-star, leading scorer, all this type of stuff. I mean, he was he was at a prime moment of the one and done Yeah, when it first started becoming a thing. His first season in uh, Kansas State, he averaged 26.2 points per game, 12.4 rebounds and shot 40% from the three-point line. 
And there yeah, was a lot of just nuts. He was nuts. And there's a lot of discussion about who was going to go number one, him mm. or Derek Rose, him or Derek Rose, him or Derek Rose. Derek Rose went one, Beasley went two. And then when you look at the guy's career, he's been shopped around everywhere. He's 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 gone to China. Uh, for the NBA, his career averages, he averaged 12.4 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, and 34% from the three-point line. And his best season scoring was his third season at 19.2 points per game. Yeah, far out. Just I always thought he was like an amazing the talent in the world. Talent. Yeah, he was incredible. He could shoot from anywhere. He could create shots off the dribble. Um, pull up was mad. Fade away was mad. He could attack the ring, shoot the three. Like mm-hmm. he was such a good talent. And I thought that too. I was like, oh, when Miami went, got a great pick. Because yeah. that's who he went to. If I remember, he went to Miami. Went to Miami. Yeah. So I was like, Miami got a great pick. And, and I'm thinking, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, who's going to go? I remember that. It was all off season leading up to the mm-hmm. draft. It was um, who's going, who's going to go, which one. And so, yeah, it wasn't a bad pick. Like obviously now it is. But back then, yeah. it was a great pick, yeah. Back then, everyone was talking about it. And, you know, he's had a couple of run-ins with the law and all different type of thing, run-ins with the NBA officials. Um, you know, he's just super lazy as well. That was one yeah. of his biggest criticisms. But for me, my first pick is uh, Michael Beasley. So we'll go back to you. Uh, my second pick is the late Drazen Petrovic. Ooh. So he um, somehow, I thought he was an all-star, but he wasn't. Um, last two seasons, second last season, um, before he tragically died in a car accident, he had uh, he was averaging like twenty points a game, and uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to bring up the assists or rebounds because they're just kind of not there. But that was a mm-hmm. time when it was like he, he was a shooting guard; he was there to score. That's what he did. So he had twenty points, and then the second season, other uh, his last season, he averaged twenty two point three, and yeah, he was just a Good shooter. One of the only guys to go at MJ consistently. We didn't back down from oh, really? MJ. Um, he shot, let's have a look. He shot 50% from the field. Back then at the longer three-point line too, he shot 45% from the three and uh, average over 80% from the free throw line. Uh, average over 84% for his career from the free, from the free throw line. So the dude with this oh, just wow. lights out. And um, only started starting the last the second last year of his, or before he died. Um, and that's where the minutes went up and his points just skyrocketed from 12 to 20. So Jeez. he could have been, he was just a nut job. He's such a good oh, guy. Sure. And uh, yeah, that's my number two pick. Uh, my number two is my first of two Duke players. Uh, the first one is uh, the one I'm going off right now. Jay Williams. Jay, Jay, Jay Williams was 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 a baller. He was, again, it was talked about he was going number one and uh, Yao Ming went ahead of him. Yeah, Fair call. Yao Ming had a pretty, considering he was injured a lot, he had a pretty fair fair call to say Yao Ming had a pretty solid NBA career. Yeah. But if you watch Jay Will in college, I mean, some of the things he did, like he, what did he score? He scored something like nine points in 30 seconds to beat Maryland uh, in one game. He won the NBA, uh, the NCAA title. Uh, he averaged 21.3 points per game and 5.3 assists, shooting 39% from the three-point line in, in college. And his best season was his sophomore year. So he even came back when he was like an NBA draft prospect, had an even, well, not even better season, but very similar to one he had before. And then he went to the NBA. It did not 
pan out for him. He had one season in the NBA. He uh, averaged 9.5 points per game, 4.7 assists, and shot 32% from the three-point line. And then it was a it wasn't even a basketball thing that took his that mm. took his career from him. It was a it was a motorbike accident in the off season. He was yeah. in a horrific motorbike accident, and basically, from what I've what I've heard and what he's even spoken about, they had to take a lot of skin from different parts of his body, to, uh, skin graft to make his leg look normal. Jeez, like, yeah, that was I remember that. And I, I now know who your second pick is, second Duke guy is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what's it? Yeah, I I'll remember save him that. The last. Yeah, I'll, I remember that. And I was just like going, this is like crazy. And then now that I hear him, oh, he's going he's gonna to come across so bad. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I hear him talk on as an analyst, I, I wonder how much that, that, that accident damages analysis with games because freaking hell, he says some stupid crap. Oh, he's not great on the, and, on the mic. And, and I've seen, like, that was a comment I saw someone post, and I felt so bad that I was laughing at it. And they go, clearly that, that accident's done damage to his brain. I was like, oh. You know, it's like Jeez. one of those jokes where you shouldn't be laughing, but you are, and you're just like, yeah. and now I've just told everyone, uh, including um, <laughs> fan of the podcast, Stephen A. Smith. How you going, Stephen A.? Um, Stephen and, A. Yeah, so, but man, yeah, that was so bad. I feel so bad now. From what I've heard as well is apparently he actually goes back to Duke uh, in the off season and he plays the kids like one-on-one and plays in the scrimmages and they reckon that he, he just destroys them still. Oh, he gets he, on he, there. He was very, he's, he's an incredible talent, man. He's, like, he's fit as ever. He can still shoot, he can still jump, but you know, he tried to get back to the NBA a couple of times, but it just wasn't meant to be. Mm. Uh, the damage was done. So that's my number two. So that will be lead me to my number three. Third pick, I will go with a player that played for Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, the only Isaiah Thomas that I like. Uh, I don't mind Tuss from from the Detroit Pistons. He's just a little bit bitter for my liking. So, but uh, Isaiah Thomas, I would say, um, purely mm-hmm. because he came in, uh, and I'm talking about right after the Boston. Um, Celtic season where he was averaging 20 point, 29 points a game, MVP candidate, um, all at, you know, Kevin Hart's height of three foot two. And he just kind of carried us in the fourth quarter, high pick and roll, um, damn near unstoppable with that. And, you know, he was playing so well. And then he did his hip. And then even more tragically, it was his sister that passed away and he came back the next day and played for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am still a bit dirty at Ainge for trading him purely because of that, because of what he did. Um, and yeah, it, I just feel bad. And I've always wanted him to come back. But Danny Ainge is a bit ruthless and it's pretty much it doesn't look like he, he will. I'd love to him to finish his career in Boston. Boston loves him. And um, yeah, he'd be my guy, man. I, I was just, I mean, we got Flat Earth um, in return and that just, you know, Good Lord. There's like, oh, I mean, it, could we have a, a more dysfunctional unit than the 2019 Boston Celtics led by Flat Earth himself? Like, mm-hmm. it was just absolutely horrendous. So, um, yeah, nah, I mean, I, I just, it just sucks, man, to see his career. And he, like, he struggled since. And it's been, a, I just feel bad for him of like how everything's gone downhill um, for him. Mm. And, um, 
But I mean, the other thing is he was stupid enough to go and say, I'm going to back, back up the Binks truck to pay me. That's probably yeah. not the smartest thing to do to Danny A. And she doesn't really get strong armed. So, but yeah, that's about it. That's my well, he, he was on his he was okay. on his way to a max contract and he had the, the injury, didn't he? Yeah. So he said that Brinks truck comment, then got injured. Mm-hmm. And so then Angel's like, laters. So, and that was it, you know? You can't mess with Denny Ainge. Yeah. Who's uh, your third pick? My, my third pick, I will go off this guy right here. <clears throat> uh, we we did discuss before the podcast whether we're going to allow players that didn't play in the NBA, whether we're going to do injuries and whatnot. Uh, we both came to the decision that for this, we're just going to have no – all bets are off other than the ones that we announced before about the All-Stars. I've gone Isaiah Austin. Oh, yeah. Uh, he – we never got to see him in the NBA. Uh, the rumour is that he's been trying to get back there for a while. He's played in a couple of different leagues, but he had to withdraw from the NBA due to man syndrome. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but it's got something to do with his um, his bones. They're brittle or something like that. I don't know, muscle tissues, all that type of stuff. Mm. Seven foot one, could do everything. Um except lead Baylor past the, the second round. Um, but no, he was, he was a force. He was fun to watch. He could shoot. He could rebound. He could block. He was just this big mammoth you could put in the key, both offensively and, de- and defensively, and he was going to have an impact. And unfortunately, we were robbed um, due to his illness of seeing him on an NBA court to see if his game was suited for it. So that's why I went with Isaiah Austin. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, no, he was good, man. I was I was so sad for him. And then they did like they did that fake draft, which I, I, I get the sentiments nice and all, man, that would have been heartbreaking for him because he's like, Well, yeah. I'm doing this walk, but I'm not getting mm-hmm. drafted. Hopefully he does make it back into the league. I'm glad to see that he finally got cleared to play. Yeah. And so hopefully he does get back. It'll be nice. Mm-hmm. To see him, yeah. Um let's see, who have I got? See, I, I had um Oh, this is a tough one now. I will go with the player that also didn't play in the NBA. So because mm-hmm. we did say all things are go, except for like that they actually did well. So this guy's yep. called Hank Gathers or Gathers. Yep. Yeah. So he was a forward for the Loyola Marimont. Oh, good Lord. Marimount. Marymount. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Look, I don't even fact check English. That's how it is. And, um, <laughs> and so, yeah. So this guy... This guy was was nasty, and I was just like, I was really looking forward to seeing him play. I've got it was um. Let me just get it right. It was Len Bias that was drafted by the Celtics, right? Was that the one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Len Bias was drafted by the Celtics. Yeah. After winning the title, you can only imagine yeah. what run they could have gone with with him because he was regarded as like Jordan esque before. Yeah. We'll get into another time, but how did Boston have the second pick after winning a title? How does that happen? (laughs) Hey, look, look, Boston, I'm not saying anything. I don't know. But, um, yeah, look, uh, Hank Gathers, he was, um, he averaged, he, like, let's see, his uh, second last year, so which would have been his, oh, he did transfer, so that would have been his um, junior year, was averaged 32.7 and 13.7 rebounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude was nuts, man. Like, he was just absolutely ridiculous. And he averaged, like, 60, 60% from the field. And um, Jeez. 
yeah, yeah. And that's in 34 minutes of college basketball. So when you think of like how long the possessions take, and then he came back for his senior year and he averaged only 29 points a game uh, with 11 boards. And um, yeah, same kind of thing, around 60% from the field. And he played less minutes. He only played 30 minutes that year. Oh, geez. Yeah, he was good. He was good. And then he unfortunately passed away. I'm pretty sure it was a... Oh, why the hell did I not research this? Uh, it was on the sure. court. That's right. Yeah, they, the, they gave him. He was the one, one that was on the, on the court. court. Yeah, they they yeah. lobbed it. Um, I, I still remember. I've watched it. Li- I've actually not live. I've watched the video, and you just see yeah. the lob go up, dunks it. He's running up the court, bang, just collapse. And it's it was very, like, it's tough. It's very hard to watch because you know it's coming. Because I watched the thirty for thirty on it, and yeah. it's very hard. Yeah, to watch, but yeah, and the, and the fact that you know he dies, so you know mm. this is the beginning of the end for a human being, yeah. and you're watching it. After he just makes an incredible play, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that. It was a heart, yeah. That's right. It was a heart problem, yeah, yeah. And just no, that was a, just tough, yeah. So that was that is my fourth pick. That's a good one for what could have been because again, we don't, we'll never know. Mm. Um, my fourth pick, I'm going to save the the Duke player, seeing as I've got a night, I got a feeling that you know who it is. Uh, so my fourth pick. My my opinion, one of the most unluckiest guys in NBA history. I loved him. I've got a jersey on my rack. Uh, I don't I don't touch it. Um, Three time All Star, two time All NBA selection, Rookie of the Year. Uh, he took a terrible Portland team back to the playoffs three times, uh, two times on a terrible knee. I'm going with Brandon Roy. Um, yeah, what what could have been. With that guy, I mean, he was sensational. He was he was the first of uh, rookies, like rookie of the years that I can remember. That like a Damian Lillard, you know, you knew nothing about him, and then after like maybe five, six games, you're like, hold on, who who the hell is this kid? Jeez. And oh man, he was he was a phenomenal talent, man. I mean, he led his team to the playoffs. He averaged twenty two point six points. He averaged a playoff high. 26.7 points per game, his first playoffs. He led his team in all all categories, uh, except for rebounds, which was LaMarcus Aldridge, of course. Um, yep. But, I mean, the dude was six foot three, six foot four, something like that, and he averaged like 1.2 blocks. Mm. Like that's that's ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I was, I was sad to see him retire. He retired due to constant knee injuries and I think he just had to make a decision and he had no cartilage in his knee and he just said look I'm gonna have to, to just yeah. have to hang him up now yeah I mean that's the thing in the end I remember um who was it that was saying it um Derek Rose said he goes you know you, you guys are worried about what I'm doing on the court I'm worried about walking so mm. the, the fact is you know Brandon Roy made the choice which would have been extremely difficult but he made the exactly. choice because he knew he needed to be healthy for the rest of his life I mean you look at a lot of players, the majority of them get hip replacements, knee replacements. You know, the toll on their body as an NBA athlete is, is brutal. And so, mm. you know, um, as much as we see what they do on the court, the, the, the stuff that they have to deal with afterwards, the health concerns and all of that that comes from it, mm. um, the back issues, the knees, the legs, like it's just ridiculous the amount of stuff that they go through. So smart move by him, intelligent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, hmm. Good pick. 100%. So, who's your, who's your final pick, sir? My final pick, I will actually bring up an honorable mention because okay. I've got, I'll bring him up 
Actually, no, I'll bring him up now, my honorable mention, just because I just want to get it out of the way. I got an honorable mention. I wasn't going to bring him up, but that's cool. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. So actually, we'll, I'll bring him up last then because he's an honorable okay. mention. Uh, my boy, Anthony Penny Hardaway will be my number fifth guy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I would say an athletic, attacking Magic Johnson-esque player with arguably better passing. Like his ability mm-hmm. to find holes is just ridiculous. I remember this one he did. I think it was in New Jersey. Probably my favorite pass in NBA history is that he just dribbles in, turns backwards, passes it over his shoulder through two defenders to a guy that, you know, um, a guy that lays it up to score. Just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Ridiculous talent. Four-time All-Star. Um, helped lead the Orlando Magic to the NBA Finals when they got, when they, you know, obviously got swept by the Magic. And the and just a fun fact: the only shoe Michael Jordan ever wore that wasn't an Air Jordan was one time when he wore Air Pennies. Oh wow! Yeah, when he played Penny as well. Yeah, so he wore a pair of Air Pennies and he played uh, against Orlando. And like even Penny Hardaway was confused. He goes, "Why is he wearing my, my shoes? This, like this is Jordan, you know." And um, and as a sneakerhead as I am, he, the, the Air Penny line is one of the most uh, coveted uh, lines, Air, Air Penny 1, the 2s, the foam posits, which Mike Bibby um, first wore, and which was actually originally meant to be a Pippin, but Pippin didn't want it, and so they then Penny took it. Yeah, so... Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was meant to be an Air, Air Pippin, and then Pippin's like, nah, man, I don't want that. And so Penny's like, yep, I'll take it. And so that That's became fine. his line, yeah. So, but look, I mean, the guy was just ridiculous uh, up until his injury. He had, um, what's it, like four seasons, uh, three seasons in a row of 20 points a game. Um, average like between, I don't know, he's, he's like his first season, now with Shaq there, 16 points a game, um, ne- nearly seven boards, six assists, uh, five point, no, sorry, nearly seven assists and then nearly five and a half rebounds for a point guard. Mm. And then he had... Three years in a row of 20 points a game, all around seven assists uh, up until he got around five where he started to get injured. And yeah, so he was just a, an all-around thorough player, un, unbelievable to just watch play. And then unfortunately, he got injured in the the 97 season, the year after Shaq left. And he played uh, 19 games and was never really the same after that and he played a while like he played for a few teams phoenix and you know he played for the knicks and miami but uh wait did he thought he ate it there you go played for miami it's just man ridiculous talent and just unbelievable to watch when he was healthy i mean not trying to disrespect the guy but he was the player that lonzo balls to be if I remember correctly, he was the guy that they kept comparing Lonzo to. They said he was more likely to be uh, Penny Hardaway than Magic Johnson. I think Penny would have, I'm not going to say Penny would have been better than Magic Johnson, but I would have loved to have seen what Penny would have given us because he was something special. And he had the similar thing to Brendan Roy. He got that injury, just never fully recovered. Mm. And and yeah, that's a good pick. Like he was, yeah. And oh, look, Lonzo is like Penny. He's like injured Penny. I mean, I'll probably still take. I'll probably. I'll probably still take injured Penny over him. Yeah, I would yeah. actually. Just looking at. Yeah, I would definitely take injured Penny over Lonzo. Um, yeah, cool. You know, supposedly the best player in the draft. Lakers, but Lakers fans were talking about, 
And then um, now they don't talk about him because he's not there. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, yeah, I'll take injured Penny any day. So over Lonzo, yeah. Who's your um? I mean, I already know, but who's your fifth oh, pick? I mean, you know, much like late Penny. Now? I mean, just as just as good oh, as okay. Penny. So my uh, my 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 fifth pick is. Uh, you just said it. It's Christian Leitner. I was going to try and be funny and name someone else, but that'd be disrespectful to the. Uh, to oh, you be serious, Christian Leitner. Oh, I clearly serious. got it wrong. I clearly got it wrong. Then I put so, I put Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner to me had interesting. He is a what could have been. You go off his, his of his college career, and you think this dude's going to be the dude's a born winner. Hey, he, he, carried, he carried the dream team to the gold to the gold medal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You saw it correctly. That's exactly right. Yeah. He, he wasn't not picked. He chose to sit out of the scrimmage. Yeah, because he just yeah he just <laughs> says, look, MJ's taken over the league. I don't want to come here and take it over and just show it right on the spot. MJ's exactly. a North Carolina guy. I don't want to rule on that by putting a Duke guy above him. So he just He's, goes. He sat back. there and he said, "Why risk injury for my NBA career when I can sit front row and watch the greatest game that was never played?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Christian Leitner was natural enough. Titles with Duke. He played all four years. Uh, he finished up his career averaging 21.5 points per game, eight rebounds, and shot 50% from the three point line for a center. Yeah, that was ridiculous then. Which, which is crazy. Uh, he broke Kentucky's heart. He broke the, the Fab Five's heart. Uh, the dude just won. And I mean, he didn't do it by himself, but he was a very integral part of it all. Yeah, he, um, he's like a, a much more skilled Sean May. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Let's go with that. All right. You're saying he's better than a UNC player, so I'll just take it. I'm not I'm not going to get into um, an argument look, with you. A, a, a rock, a rock on the side of the street was better than Sean May in the in the NBA. So, yeah, that's not much of a thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why he didn't make our our top five list. But um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I was I was too. I was too young to give you all the facts about Christian Leitner. Uh, he went into the league in '93. I was six years old. We didn't have the internet back then to all you young people today. Uh, but his best season was his rookie season, where he averaged 18.2. And I think people sat there and said, all right, this guy's going to be legit. Uh, he finished his NBA career with a whopping 12.8 points per game, six rebounds per game, and shot 26% from the three-point line. Oh, it was only a 24% drop. Yeah, exactly. Um, was it? He was an All Star, right? For was it Atlanta? Is that who he made yeah, the All Star team with? The only year he made was Atlanta. Um, I think it was very early in his career as well, like maybe third season, something like that. Um, but I, I put him in there because a he's a Duke player, and, and b the dude was a monster in college, and the fact that he he did not go on in the NBA and, and have a hall of fame career outside of his entire team being inducted into the hall of fame uh, <laughs> is saying something. Yeah, uh, he's, he's but, like, he's like the, the white Tyler Hansbrough. That's what I, I see him as. The white Tyler Hansbrough. <laughs> <laughs> this. Okay. So in, in terms of Duke to anyone that doesn't watch college basketball, there's, there's a lot of debate about who is the most hated Duke player. And it's always talked about about Grayson Allen and JJ Redick. Nah. Christian Leitner was the JJ Redick yeah. before JJ Redick was JJ Redick. Yeah, you can they did, still they did. purchase. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Go. No, oh, go. Say, you can you can still purchase. I hate Christian Leitner shirts. The, the the thing is, people hated JJ 
because like he was easy to pick on and he yeah. didn't come back. People hated Christian Leighton just because of everything. Like everything he did, just didn't like him. He was good. He carried himself like he was good. He was um this white, cocky basketballer that was just busting up players. I mean, if they beat the Fab Five, like it was just a, a it was a tough, tough guy. He was like, yeah, he. It's like what happened with with my guy Tyler. Everyone hated Tyler, and mm-hmm. because he was this goofy looking guy, somehow still dropping twenty and ten on your asses. And you're just sitting mm-hmm. there going, "How is this happening?" And that's what Leighton was. And um, and granted, they had a stacked team that year when he hit that like the the catch and shoot from Grand Hill oh, yeah. from like three quarter court. So that would have been a huge upset if we'd lost that. Yeah, I mean, only if, if only you did, but you didn't. But um, yeah, no, far out. Yeah, no, I man, hundred percent, great pick. I think he's great yeah, pick. He wasn't going to be my number one pick, but you know, after I already went Jay Will, and I had a feeling you worked out who who do you think I was going to go? Well, I thought you were going to go Bobby Hurley. Oh yeah, yeah, because he had the cut. Didn't he even think about Bobby Hurley. Good lord, <laughs> poor Bobby. Did, didn't even think about him to be honest. Jay yeah. Will was my point uh, that who should have been. That's a that's yeah. a that's a good point. He's not um, even my honourable mention. Jeez. Call, calls himself a Duke fan. You're not going to like my honourable mention. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> um, what's it? My honourable mention was a guy that played a, a whopping three seasons, mm-hmm. um, was in the league for five, and two of them was suspended due to substance abuse, and that was uh, the great Richard Dumas, who played for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought this guy was going to be a decent player against when he played against the Bulls in '93. So he comes in, gets suspended, bang, marijuana, done. First season wrapped. Comes back, plays 48 games, averages 16 points a game, five boards, decent scorer, could score from anywhere. It's pretty athletic. Next season, bang. Oh no, sorry, sorry, wasn't marijuana. Roids was the first one. Oh. Played one year. Bang, busted again for steroids. So he's so he the first three years, two years he was out. And he came back, he came back to Phoenix for uh sorry, Phoenix and then Philadelphia. And um just did absolutely jack crap after that, like five points and five point two. But I was I was wondering what he would have been. But then again, I mean, potentially he was already on steroids when he had that great season. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. So when I, when I think of it right now, I'm just like, oh, yeah. So he's kind of like the unsuccessful Lance Armstrong of the NBA. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And then he just vanished into obscurity and, um, you know, probably was hanging out with, oh, I'm not going to say that. Oh, actually, well, I already started <laughs> probably hanging out with uh, Bison Deli on his boat and went missing. Uh, I don't know if you okay. remember him. He was uh, I do not. <laughs> he was the lefty from. He played for the Bulls, and then he went to Detroit. He um, played in the '97. Oh, what the hell is his name? Bison Deli. Um, he changed his name to Bison Deli. So hold on, I'm just going to mute this and quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, whilst uh, whilst Manesh does that, we'll. Uh... I'll, I'll, I'll let you know my honorable mention and I assume Manesh can hear me. Yeah, I can. Yep. I'm back. I did. I didn't do any of the, uh, <clears throat> any research on this guy. I just thought of him. I'm not going to say this guy would have been an NBA all-star or anything like that, but he, in, he to me, he's kind of a, a definition of what could have been because my guy is an Aussie. 
Oh, freaking hell. And it and it is the 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 great NBA great, NBL, sorry, NBL great AJ Ogilvy. Oh the, the story about AJ Ogilvy, outside of the fact that my entire junior like basketball career and you know everyone that I played with, uh, he just absolutely dominated because he was seven foot from the age of twelve. Uh, is the fact that uh, he played at Vanderbilt. His first season, he had draft prospect hype around going in the first round to Dallas. He went back to the uh, to college for his second season. His stats went down. He went back his third season. His stats kind of stayed the same. And he decided that from that year, that was enough to put himself into the NBA draft. <laughs> he went undrafted and became one of the most dominant NBL centers in the league, including winning Rookie of the Year, averaging a, a whopping 5.2 points per game <laughs> coming off the bench for the Sydney Kings. Oh, um, man. Yeah. That's that's my honorable mention. I'm not saying he would have been anything in the NBA, but to to go from being a first-round prospect with Dallas to being undrafted, I think that that's kind of a what could have been. Yeah, and uh, and he had the most amazing in-game dunk I ever saw when he played under 18s against Penrith Panthers. Uh, he re- he reverse yacked it from the from the free throw line uh, on Tom Dawson, but that's here. That's neither here nor there. Jeez, Tommy D, bringing that up. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Look, Pete Stith and uh, Dennis Starman's avid Wollongong Hawks fans will totally disagree with you on this one. I as a Sydney Kings fan, and uh, 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 I'm I'm stunned. You could just say I'm stunned about that choice because I'm like, he's like, it's like selecting him is like actually no, I'm not gonna. I was gonna compare him to Gallup, but you know, um, Ogilvy actually did something in basketball that mattered. So yeah, no, okay, cool. I guess um, who I was talking about before, Bison Delhi. His actual name was, I just had it right in front of me, and now, of course, um, Brian Williams. He was a lefty, oh. and he changed his name, and he actually went missing in 2002 in the Pacific um, thing. He was on a boat, and then he just vanished, and they haven't obviously haven't found him, and so they've just they've marked him as uh, uh, his death of July 7th, 2002. So, oh, wow. yeah, my uh, Richard Dumas thing went a bit uh, morbid and a bit dark. Um, much like <laughs> Ogilvy's career, yeah. So, and, um, but you know, hey, he, he's uh, he's under Gorgian this year, and uh, he might play well. But I mean, yeah, quoting that he's a NBL Rookie of the Year is not something I would I, I, I would be proud of because some of the people that have won it and the stats that they have had, oh. I think if you average ten points, you're automatically out of running for Rookie of the Year. It has to be I below that. I win it. So a guy win it, he averaged 4.2 points per game. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what it is, the choice. Uh, I remember, like, I was just having a look back. Sam McKinnon, I remember he had these stats, but he actually wasn't, I mean, for MBL Rookie of the Year, his stats were freaking, like, Hall of Fame worthy. He had yeah. uh, 12.6 points a game. Oh, and wow. um, they didn't keep rebound stats at all. No, no, the NBL wasn't really big with the stats back in the day. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so that's our that's our top five what could have been. Uh, we're going to do a couple more of these of different categories. Feel free to message us or comment on our page about what you what you guys want us to do, whether you want us to put up a, 
uh, a player at each position and we can talk about how that game would have gone. Ooh, I like um, that. We could do something like that in the future, but uh, that will do for the NBA this week. And then we'll hop into the uh, the NFL, the Yay. week that was. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said from the start of the show about the sun came up for a uh, a couple of hours. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll start us off, Manish. I'll, I'll grieve early, yeah. and talk about my my Seattle Seahawks went down to Arizona in overtime uh, mm. after the kicker missed a field goal to win it. For Arizona, uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Arizona. We went down the other end. We had a touchdown that was called back, and then the very next play we. Uh, through an interception and it was game over. Russ, I don't see Russ, Russ had probably his worst game of the season and he, he led the team in rush yards. <laughs> he threw for almost 400 yards. He threw three touchdowns all to Tyler Lockett. The only bad thing about him was the fact he threw three, three interceptions. And his quarterback rating with all of those interceptions was still 75. Yeah. Like, it, like, mean, if, if, yeah. If that's his worst game, like give it to me. And then uh, we also saw that old DK Metcalf could Good could Lord. play on both sides of the field Flipping if he heck. wanted to with that his chase down. The chase yeah. down the interception was was just like what what the hell? <laughs> and then yeah, and of course ESPN then go and say which is more impressive: LeBron's chase down of um, three quarter court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had it on there. They're like, oh, what was more impressive: LeBron chasing down three quarter court, blocking. Um, what's it, Iggy, even though they, they conveniently forget the person that ran across that made him not want to go for the dunk, but we'll leave that out of there. For a guy that on a potential pick six, 10, 10 to 15 yards behind, turns on the Jets and just makes this guy look like a statue and just catches up to him. And I love the look of his look. He's running. I forgot his name. Who was it? Um, Damn it. Uh, was it Baker? I think it was Baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Baker's running. He's running, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get it. Looks up at the, you see him look up at the screen and then just craps his bed when he realizes that freaking Hulk is behind him. And he just goes, turns around and you see him put his hand out to do like a, I guess what he thought was a, a stiff arm. And yeah. just, man, he just gets manhandled and dropped right before 10 yards. Yeah, it was freaking it was, incredible. It was reminiscent, reminiscent of the end of Happy Gilmore where the big boss is chasing down Shooter McGavin. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. As, he, as he stole his jacket. And yeah. uh, a DK, DK Metcalf is just as big as that that monster. Like, yeah, and, and he said, ran I as made fast a as Forrest Gump when he was uh, running out of the field. Jo- yeah, <laughs> I made a joke to Manesh uh, yesterday saying that it's 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 an interesting time when your wide receiver is the biggest guy on your team. Yeah, if you don't know who DK Metcalf is, look him up. He is a he is a freak yeah. with the strength of the boss from Happy Gilmore and the speed, as Manesh put, of Forrest Gump. Yeah. And yeah, let's look quickly not to go off on a little tangent about Forrest Gump, but he had the greatest offensive line in all of football. The mm-hmm. guy did have no escapability. He didn't change. He didn't go side to side movement. He didn't go through gaps. He just ran one direction, pivot, other direction. He was like Ross from Friends, pivot. And he just switched and he went straight <laughs> in another line and was untouchable. Greatest offensive line ever to play football was who, who, who defended Forrest Gump. So oh, yeah, exactly. No, I give I give credit to Arizona in this game. Um, Kyler Murray, I like Kyler, Kyler Murray. I think he's I think he's a freak. He's going to be something good to watch in the future. Did you see the um, video they, of his final pass? 
Have you no, seen I that? I did not. I so as, as he's passing, it zooms in, and right before he lets go, he smiles. So he he Son realizes, and yeah, he just goes like he he's pulled in the back, and then you see this big grin come along, and then he lobs it to Hopkins, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, yeah, he knew straight away, and he just like like I was like, man, you you bastard, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, Skip Bayless, friend of the show, actually did make a decent uh, Twitter comment about saying that uh, Kyla is the future Russ. And I Oof. think that's a fair call. The way that Russ can just like take a game over in the in the final final minute, final seconds. Uh, I think Kyler Murray is going to be the same thing. He's going to be just as dangerous. And you know, I give props to Arizona. We we were up twenty seven to 14, 20 to seven, all that type of stuff. And we obviously took our foot off the gas, and and they just kept coming at us. And they did not lead all game until the until they won it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a, that's like an Atlanta Falcons thing to do. Yeah, don't worry. I've I've got it in my yeah. in, in one of our awards <laughs> this week. Don't worry. It's there. Um <laughs> I'm okay, so enough to bring. Yeah. Uh what what else? We've got like um so we've got we'll just go through a quick games here. So Buccaneers won, smoked mm-hmm. them. Um I'll bring up Brady Brady's four touchdowns in my uh analysis of what I guess they call the Patriots. Uh, Your the Patriots. game, yep. yep. I've got that written down. Yeah, um, we've got obviously Browns beat the Bengals and unfortunately mm-hmm. with that win, they lost uh, OBJ. OBJ, yeah, I believe. Yep, torn ACL. And uh, so he's done for the year, and um, which is sucks because I love him. I love him. Mm. He's like one I of like my OBJ. favorite receivers. He's probably got the greatest catch in NFL history. That yeah. one-hander. So, um, Chiefs won. I wasn't surprised they were playing the Broncos. And I turned that game off. I was bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were real bored. Just like, and that was pretty much it. And then obviously we got two Steelers undefeated beat the Titans. So they were both yeah. undefeated. Steelers looking good. That was a battle. That was a battle to to lead the the AFC North. I think. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it got Stoust, He missed the kick too. So they he, he missed the tying kick. So, um, okay. yeah, so, I mean, clearly, I don't know what is going on with these kickers missing the amount of kicks that they're doing, but, yeah. And then I think there's only two games else that matter, one purely because it's my team, the other one purely because it's another team, which uh, it's, we love talking it's a, about. It, it's a nameless team, but let's, let's, we'll go into that one last. Let's, let's hop into uh, Great. New England versus the 49ers. Um, again, like, like I said from the start, it was not a great couple of days for the casual fan podcast and I'll, and I'll let Manesh take take it from here. Yeah, so we we get we we go against Jimmy Jimmy G, Mr. Uh, low QBR previously. Dude still throws two picks and we as a team double that with our interceptions, right? Yep. Um first three game losing streak in 18 years for the Patriots. Oh, wow. Never lost three before in a row. Um and we just looked atrocious. Our defense again was trying their best, and we had 33 dropped on us. Man, it's tough because uh, we've got nine players of our defense opted out, and we've uh, offensive line who has been six different players have come through our offensive line. Um, we haven't had practice, all of this. In the end, we still have to perform, it doesn't matter. 
So it's not an excuse of, oh, we could have, you know, if we had this, if we had this. The team that comes on there, they still wear the same jerseys. Um, Cam Newton decided to turn into whatever the hell he is. Like the last two last two games has just been painful. Um, he actually got benched for freaking Jared Stidham. Like, I don't care if Cam plays, uh, has eight interceptions, just do not put Stidham on. I messaged you straight away and I said, interception coming. <laughs> what happened? Interception yeah. came. I got proof of that as well. I could post it on our Facebook page yeah. if, if people want to see it. <laughs> 100%. Interception. We had a combined a combined quarterback rating of 3.7. Combined, oh, wow. right? Four, oh, four oh, interceptions. We, um, we had a total of 147 passing yards. And like, it's just ridiculous. I mean, Stidham had sixty-four passing yards. Okay, let's. That was in crunk, uh, in trash time. No one cared. Still, somehow threw an interception. Useless. Absolute. And he had what do you have? Two runs. Beautiful. He had two carries for a total monstrous three yards. There's just nothing positive about this guy that I like. I just cannot stand him. Like, I would rather have Stevie Wonder sitting in the pocket just launching it, and I would, I would be more happier than than freaking Jared Stidham. It, it's just painful. And I know a lot of the Patriot haters are, are laughing. I'm fine with that. I told you the start of the year, this year was a write-off. I said, mm-hmm. this year's going to be a write-off. And I still, I was, I had that false sense of hope when Cam got signed. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We might actually do something. Our, our receivers cannot create space. Edelman's got an injury. Hopefully, I'm hoping that they put him on the injured reserve so he can just sit out the rest of the year. You can see he's not happy and he's not um, he's not fast. He's not, that side-to-side movement's not there. Our secondary on defense is doing their best. Um, our O-line is, I mean, it's like that that Philadelphia O-line with Michael Vick and the Seattle O-line where they're just like, look, we know you're fast, so let's just see how fast you can run. We'll just let the players I, I in. Know, I know all about O-line troubles, don't worry. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, like we just, I mean, we, we we attempted, this is how much Belichick and McDaniels do not trust our passes, that we passed it 25 times the entire game. And out of that 25, four of them went to the other team. Oh, that, that That's that's like, <laughs> it's so bad, man. <coughs> oh, God. Like we go from- I wasn't expecting that. No, we go from Tom Brady- and oh, I'm 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 devastated. I'm devastated that Brady's gone now. Like I was, I was at first. I was like, yeah, you know, it's good. We need to restart. We're gonna have to do it. I still love Tom. Greatest to ever do it. Tom by himself in one game, with four touchdowns, has mm-hmm. one more touchdown than the entire Patriots all season, passing touchdowns. Yep. So we have three passing touchdowns. One belongs to Stidham somehow, right? <laughs> right. We. We have not scored, I believe we have not scored a passing touchdown in the last three, well, the last two games, definitely, we haven't scored. Um, unbelievable. Good Lord, this is painful. I might like, but I'm still going to watch them every week because football for me is my favorite sport. And um, the one positive about being a Patriots fan is that we are not a fan of the team we are going to talk about next. That is correct. We, we're, we're about to get into it. Anyone that is... Uh, is subscribed to our Facebook page would have seen uh, my boy Manesh uh, getting, his, getting his dance, getting his rap on uh, <laughs> after the game. 
Uh, we are, of course, talking about the game that which was the Dallas Cowgirls versus the team with no name, the Washington football team. Yeah, and we're not joking. They literally do not have a name. They do not have a name. Yeah. Uh, and I believe the final score was twenty-five to three. That's right. The cat, the the cat, the Cowboys scoring only a field goal. Uh, Andy Dalton just wonders to to that offense. I don't know what his QBR. I don't know what his interceptions. I don't know what it was. I I don't watch Cowboy games. I keep up with Cowboys by my boy Scooter Magruder. If you haven't checked him out, check oh, him out on yeah. YouTube. He is he is a riot. Um, He's, he's where I get my cowboy information from, other than just watching the highlights of seeing them get beat time and time and time again. But I think if anything, again, Manesh, this is just showing pay Dak. Pay Dak his money. Bring Dak out in a chair. Like mm-hmm. like from the, uh, what is it, that uh, the wedding ringer, where they have the yep. guy, um, um, what's it, snapping the ball from the wheelchair. <laughs> Bring him out in the wheelchair yeah. and just, just yeah, I don't care if they use like a 10-pin bowling thing where you'd like roll the ball down. Do that with the pass. It'll be more accurate than Andy Dalton. Um, he still oh, had – Andy Dalton had a – compared to the the Patriots, he had a massive mm-hmm. 7.5 QBR followed Oof. by – MVP worthy. Yeah, followed by whoever <laughs> the hell these other guys that came in when he got – that was a pretty dirty hit on him. But Ben DeLucci, he came mm-hmm. in, three passes, QBR rating of uh, zero. Oh. Yep. Is that possible? <laughs> so is he a zero? Even though he converted two out of three. Geez, that must be nice, Stidham. Um, and yeah, he converted. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. He converted two out of three for 39 yards. So clearly they've got that wrong because he also did get sacked for minus 25 yards in. That might be why he's on a zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there you go. But yeah, look, it was fantastic. Outside of the dirty hit on Dalton. It was mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Uh, Megzi, I know you listen to us. Um, I've got nothing to say. I, I, I said to you, it sucks being a, a Patriots and a um, Cowboys fan, but it sucks more being a Cowboys fan. You guys as... Um, 100%. Huh? I said 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, like you literally, you guys literally got on, a, on the team plane, Jay Jones... The owner flew you guys across to Washington to kick a field goal in the first quarter and then do nothing. And that was it. You literally flew in a state to kick a field goal and then come back. Like America's team. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real good. Um, man, that, it is fun to be any other team right now. It, oh, yeah. It is brilliant. Oh, good Lord, what's that? I can hear some truck coming past. Maybe that's the tears oh. of all the Dallas Cowboy fans being uh, shifted. I don't know what that is. That's pretty well, that loud. couldn't have come at a better time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, but um, yeah, man, they <laughs> they had they had three fumbles as well. This is brilliant. Oh. And how do you get te- how do you get beaten by a team with no name? Like my, my my dad and I spoke about it via text um on uh on Monday. We we just had the most the, the worst the worst couple of days in sports history. Mm-hmm. And uh I think uh the only thing that helped my old man was oh I'm trying to think. Oh so my old man 
His soccer team, Aston Villa, lost. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks lost. The Penrith Panthers lost. The only thing that saved him was the Glasgow Rangers won. And I said, I had a similar situation. If not for Liverpool, I would have been uh, nothing but depression this week. Uh, sitting in the in the shower, just letting the cold water run on me while I uh, uh, just sit in the fetal fetal position. Yep. But then I remembered. Thank the gods, I'm not a Cowboys fan. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. Like, a, it's an amazing thing. Like I could lose everything in life, end up being homeless, um, and and as long as the Cowboys lose, I'm rich. That's all that matters. It's it's just all I need in life. You know, like I just need. I need my friends, I need my family, I need my lady, and I need the Cowboys to suck. That's all I need. The NFC least, just keep on doing your thing. Uh, yeah, very on, true. On, on the divisions, on the divisions for a second, I just want to bring up that uh, the NFC West, in which the Seattle Seahawks play, uh, three teams are above 700 in the yeah. win, win percentage, and all the teams are above 500. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The AFC North... Three teams are above 70, including the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 1,000. Yeah. And then we still, for some reason, allow this to be a division. The NFC least, the <laughs> NFC East, not one team is over 400. And we're going to let one of those teams into the playoffs. That, yeah, it's that a angers me more than you will ever know. And when you think of it right, one of those teams is the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And they are so bad, and Philly barely beat them. Philly oh, beat them by was, one point. That game was terrible. Like, That's and Philly took a commanding lead over the NFC least. Yeah, with two <laughs> wins, four <laughs> losses, and one draw. Oh man! But that's the yeah. As we say, I mean, you're looking at that squad, right? Like the money that's in Dallas, Ezekiel mm. Elliott. I don't know where he's gone. He's um he's like Ray Rice right before the whole incident when he was just like he had that one year where he couldn't do anything, and yeah. um yeah man it's been tough man like the same thing I would say with you you know like I've got my family I've got my girl I've got um that's all I need just with the Cowboys losing Celtics don't need mm-hmm. to win Patriots don't need to win Sydney Kings don't need to win um. I'd probably prefer Gallup back on the Kings than be than and and, and still not, have the Cowboys. Let's and not, not say anything. We can't we, we can't take back. No, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is he could play for the Kings with AJ Ogilvie, and don't worry, AJ's already signed to the Wollongong Hawks, so we're sweet. Um, and I could I could still be happy because the Cowboys will lose, and then we get to watch um, the channel sponsor Stephen A. Smith. Uh, we get him to watch him dance and uh celebrate a loss and then we get to watch skip make excuses and watch shannon sharp it. just go to work on him and it's a beautiful thing Le shannon yep so well on that we will uh go into the awards of the week oh, uh, i think we'll start off with uh the social media comment of the week i've got one manesh has one I'll go into my one first uh and we're going to talk about a different sport we haven't spoken about before uh, we're going to talk about the UFC. Hell yeah. And if you uh, do not know uh, Khabib, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Um, it'd be disrespectful of me to try that. Uh, he he beat old mate in two rounds. Justin Gaethje. One yeah. by submission. 
What was his name? Justin Justin Gaethje. And it was yeah, uh, a yeah. oh man, I, I always say it right now. I'm now I'm trying to remember. It. Yeah, Khabib Namegadamedov. Yep. Named- yep. Yep. Manesh yep. said. <laughs> um, he went to a uh, 29 and 0 uh, win win loss, and then uh, after the fight, gave a very humble, very emotional speech about uh, retiring because he would not fight. Um, without his father there to watch. And his father, unfortunately, passed away due to COVID uh, complications back in July. And um, he, Khabib has just said that he, in respect to his father, in respect to his mother, um, I think he really holds family uh, Extremely very high. The family is the most important thing for him. And he just has just shocked the world and said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thanks, for the, uh, thanks for the memories. But on that, <laughs> my, my boy could be who I have openly said is a monster. And if you don't know, look it up. The dude wrestled a bear when he was like six years old and won convincingly, I might add. Uh, they're just a different breed over, over in Russia or wherever he's from. I'm not sure. So, yeah, but, Russian, uh, Dagestan, and uh, he fought he, he fought a bear. I think he kept fighting bears up until he was actually in the UFC. <laughs> So they kept they kept, they've got a, a, a way video. To train. Yeah, they got a, they got a video of him fighting a bear his height, um, when he was a grown man, and like, and he was a sambo wrestler. Um, to most people, didn't ever lose a round in the UFC, which is just staggering when you mm-hmm. think of it. And um, yeah, the guy is just a, a humble um, monster because he's just like so nice and calm. And mm-hmm. then he'll just be like, "What do you want to do in the in the octagon? I just want more people," and mm-hmm. that's what he did. And and Gaethje, who was arguably one of his toughest matchups stylistically, made him look like an amateur. You know, like yeah. when you're a striker and you're punching someone and they're walking through like nothing happened, like you're fighting like the Terminator, and you're just like, "What the hell do I do?" Yeah. So anyway, anyway, yep. Uh, we'll go back so- to one of the greatest comments ever made. So my, my comment came off a, off a video this week of uh, the Khabib versus McGregor fight. And the first comment is uh, from one Stuart Griffiths. And he wrote, absolutely stoked Khabib retired. Has to be the most boring fighter in UFC history. Don't blame him running scared from a McGregor rematch. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm a little bit dumbfounded. Like we um, know that this comment was coming, and we're both stunned still. Like we, he showed me this, and we're just like, I, I, we've had time to digest it, and we still don't know what to say. Anyone, anyone that knows about the fight, or saw the fight, or heard about the fight, knows that Conor McGregor was just schooled in every, every, every part of the fight. Every he was taken down with ease. Uh, everyone expected Khabib not to want to stand up and, and fight, mm-hmm. like do the stand-up fight. Khabib went at him uh, yeah. the entire fight. There was nothing boring about that fight whatsoever. He, for I think it was, what was it, three rounds, four rounds? It was it was four rounds. The first round, mm-hmm. he um, he was able to, um, uh, Connor stuffed, I think, one of his takedowns and then mm-hmm. ended on his back. Second round, uh, Mr. Knockout Artist. Uh, Conor McGregor got dropped by a straight right. No jab, nothing. It was just a straight right, bang, put him on his ass, and then Khabib just mauled him. Or as Dominic Cruz said, um, uh, that uh, Conor McGregor was 
trying to gas Khabib on purpose so he could um he could take advantage later on because I mean one thing we all know about Conor McGregor he's got an incredible gas tank that last two rounds. Oh yeah. So and then um yeah and then uh what's a Joe Rogan's like no he's just getting punched in the face and um <laughs> you know um but yeah the whole fight you hear Dominic Cruz going oh he can get the left whenever he wants so clearly he didn't want it that fight um and then yeah third round Khabib's like stuff it I'm just going to stand with you with this mm. ultimate counter and look McGregor's an incredible counter counter fighter counter mm. he can just counter incredibly well and just Khabib just stood with him and smashed him and took the hits didn't really wasn't nothing big deal and then um fourth one fourth round took him down easily got his back uh and then even choked him to a point of where it wasn't even a proper submission he he kind of did a neck crank under just around his chin and mm. and McTappet's tapped and and the, yeah and even what's it because uh, what's it kind of been talking so much trash Khabib was there going in the fight hitting him saying let's talk now and just punching him mm. in the face let's talk now and and then um McTappets comes out at the end of the third saying oh, it's just business it's just business like little coward man and then yeah. obviously Khabib yeah but I mean I can understand why Khabib doesn't want a piece of that again um yeah yeah, yeah running scared from the guy that he just schooled for four rounds and uh you know, sent into an early retirement himself. And, uh, you know, I, yeah. I guess that guy knows more about the UFC and fighting than I do. I mean, maybe, maybe McGregor, maybe this is how McGregor fights, you know, lose a, lose a match and be like, all right, I've got him right where I want him. Yeah. Like, yeah, let, let's, um, yeah, he's, he's running scared of the guy with one light, light, uh, one win in the lightweight division in his career, which is against mm-hmm. Eddie, Freaking Gargamel, Smurf, freaking Alvarez, some midget. <laughs> Connor's always struggled against guys his height um, yeah. or longer and stuff. And so this is like, uh, yeah, it's just just ridiculous, man. It's so stupid. I'm I'm stunned. I still don't know how to, how he's running. Connor's cheering that because Khabib's gone because potentially he might get. I cannot believe that he might get a title shot with this Dustin Poirier match. They reckon that that'll end up being the title. Um, who oh, becomes really? a light heavy, the lightweight title? I'm just like that is stupid. Like Gaethje, Ferguson, and even um, what's his name? The new guy that's come through, Chandler. Um, hmm. They they are all more willing about this, and yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. weird. But yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's my that's my comment of the week. Uh, I think you've got one as well. Yeah. So <laughs> this is so bad, man. So this is about uh, this NBA. Mm-hmm. This is this when you hear this, understand this is written now. This wasn't written this is now. Yeah, this is written today, and it wasn't written back potentially five years ago, whatever. Okay. This is by uh Matt Del Rio, and he's talking oh. about um the Golden State Warriors, and he goes, mm-hmm. trading Clay Thompson for an elite big. Let's say Al Horford, for instance, would dramatically improve the Warriors title chances. <laughs> um um, you should have seen his face. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> the first comment below it was just like, "Dude, what year are you in?" <laughs> it was like, yeah. Um, uh, I've got. I, I mean, I've got my my thoughts on the Warriors, but that's not one of them. <laughs> nope. I don't think it's. I don't think it's anyone's. Anyone's one of them except um, for Matt Del Rio. Did did he just get roasted? 
Oh, he got blasted and he, he tried to justify it. Oh, and oh then, thank God. Yeah, thank he, God. Got, he, got, he got massacred on it. Like people just, the, the laughing emoticon and even a couple had the care emoticon on it and stuff. So it was just, it was just painful. Um, I couldn't believe, like you've got to wonder, right? Like at what point in his mind has he gone, you know what? Yeah, this makes sense. I'm going to tell it to the world. That's the point he should have been slapped. That, this is something point. the world needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> Al Horford, who's earning $100 million and he's coming off the bench for the sixes. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, but, like, but, I mean, <laughs> like, Clay Thompson won as many games as Al Holford did in the playoffs this year. Just, yeah. Great, great point. Yeah. Great point. And he hadn't played hey, a minute. <laughs> so. I mean, Philly is saying, let's do this. Let's make this trade. Oh, 100%. Happen. They're going for it straight <laughs> off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Doc Philly. Rivers there, they're like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, let's do this for sure. Philly is all about that trade. Let let's oh, do it. Let, why haven't we thought about this sooner? <laughs> like seriously, at, at what point? Like, how does he think elite big and then Al Horford? This is not Al Horford in Atlanta. You know, oh my God. far out. Anyway, this, yeah, that's yeah. my guy. That's my one. <laughs> wow, that's that's a good one. <laughs> that's okay. I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> we'll just go to the desktop. We'll just leave it at that. We'll go back to the Latrell Sprewell Award. Uh, as I said, I'm I'm not I'm not too proud not to say that my Seattle Seahawks are my pick for the Latrell Sprewell Award this week. The yeah. Atlanta Falcons did try oh to bring man. themselves back into the uh, the the title by losing, holding a lead with a minute sixteen to go. And losing, yep. And <laughs> so, and what? And even what's his name? Um, the oh, was it the running back? He actually tried to stop early. He tried to stop before going in for a touchdown to run out the clock, and then he accidentally oh fell God. over the line. And that's how <laughs> that's how they got the touchdown. So they were meant to stop early and then run out the clock and go for like a field goal. <laughs> Atlanta doing Atlanta things. I'm okay with it. All right, you know what? Pride aside, I'm giving it back to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm gonna yeah. think I'm gonna have to change this next year and turn it into the uh, Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta award. Falcons choke award. Yeah, so um, it was right. Atlanta right, Falcons. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons, welcome back, Four Pete. Um, you guys are just <laughs> running, running away yeah. with the tally for the Latrell Spree World. This is my Seattle Seahawks. You guys are safe. Uh, and then my last award is the first award I came up with this for this week. It's the Grayson Allen He's Tripping Award. Mm-hmm. It goes to Daniel Jones from the New York Giants, who literally tripped 15 mm-hmm. yards out on a breakaway touchdown. Yeah, I was I was watching it, <laughs> and then I'm watching it live, and I'm like, oh wow, this is incredible! Like he's created space. Like I think it was like the the third longest run in in quarterback. It's the longest run by a quarterback in history. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, he's wide open. And when we're talking wide open, we're meaning no one, everyone had stopped running. Nobody was near him. Yeah. People have, were like, they were jogging because they're like, he's getting away with it. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, you know, when you watch a car and, and it, it's got like its caravan behind and they just take a slight bit and then the caravan starts swinging. That's what it looked like. He, just, he had this little stumble and we're like, no, no way he's going to fall. And then he fell wide open for the whole world to see. So yeah, it, it was it was it basically summed up the game. 
yeah. the game was just the most amazing. It's probably the game of the year. It was just a fantastic, <laughs> uh, a fantastic outing. And if you haven't seen it, it, it the replays on KO, do yourself a favor, sit down for two and a half hours and watch the train wreck, which was the New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. You will not get your time back and you will do nothing but sit there and be like, why the hell did I listen to this guy and watch this game? The commentator you and I were laughing, man. You and I were laughing back and forth. We were messaging back oh. and forth with like, oh my god, they did this. Oh my gosh, they did this. It was just not the, the commentator even makes a comment and says, if you're joining us, uh, why? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> for everyone else who's joining us right now, do you not have something better to do with your time? And then and then he goes, um, he goes, <coughs> the yeah, he, and then he says, Oh yeah, and uh, later on he uh, I think it was Troy Aikman that said it. And then he mm-hmm. goes and says, um, I think it was Bucky that says, oh, yeah, it's like watching two teams pillow fight. <laughs> so that's what it looks like. Like, that's how oh, it was such a painful game. But it was so funny to watch because, first of all, it wasn't either of our teams. But just the, the, the muck-ups, yeah. one after another, was just phenomenal. It was, it was so bad. I was watching it at work and it, it's like the only time I've sat there and been like, I wish I had more work to do so I could turn this off. <laughs> like, this is... <laughs> Like, why am I putting myself through this? This is the, seriously. If you if if you hate yourself enough to give up two and a half hours of your time, give it a watch, and, yeah. and thank me later or or hate me later. Uh, I, I, we welcome your letters. Bring it on. I just just uh, what a what a game game of game of the year candidate for sure. Yeah. If but, you've got uh, any issues and you want to message us, just uh, feel free to do. We aren't the cowboys at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh just send that through i don't know who'll get it but you know you can gladly send it through but man that was yeah that was a tough game to watch we oh, had some shockers terrible. this week but that's, um yeah uh, but uh yeah so that's the nfl this week uh a special announcement from us here at the casual fan podcast uh this is our fifth episode and we want to do something special for our 10th uh, I did touch on it on the Facebook page but we'll go out there again and say Manesh and I are welcoming Okay, welcoming yep. a LeBron fan, a LeBroniac, a LeBron sexual to mm-hmm. come onto the podcast and debate the GOAT debate with us. We've given yep. you four weeks to send your letters, email, DM, message, post, anything you want. Now, I will say this. If you are looking to have a logical, unbiased uh, sit down, respectful conversation. You need not apply. We want the Lebroniest of the Lebrons. Okay, we want someone who is just going to go at us. We want a logical facts. We want everything thrown at us, and that is the debate we're looking for. So, yep. if you uh, are that person that I'm talking about, please reach out. If you have a friend who is that person, please reach out. And you will be paid absolutely nothing uh, to be on the podcast, but we we want you, okay? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I will let hundred percent. I'll let Manesh talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, look, if you look, Nate, right? We know who you are. Um, you don't need not apply. Uh, not that you don't present much logic, but I mean, you've been a like lifelong LeBron fan since uh, twenty twenty, and um, all, all of a sudden, the guy that used to trash the late uh, the What's it? LeBron is now supporting him. And uh, I mean, ask you, LeBron, uh, again, 
you 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 bring a bit too much logic into it so we can't have you in there mm-hmm. but uh yeah there's a few people in here if they want to you know that we know that that listen to it if they want to come in and chat feel free we like the banter and um you know we'd like to have uh yeah a good conversation about uh lebron aka delonte's son and um and michael his anus the goat and so yeah we'll see i mean sorry he's not the goat sorry we're not we're we're not saying that yet we we haven't had the debate yet we haven't had the debate debate yet yet. so um according to charles barkley that's uh, alan iverson who he drafted first with the greatest of all time draft (laughs) um so yeah no yeah i'll be sick if i mean it'll be great to have someone luke griffith we know you're a big lebron fan um you're there to support him at any moment yeah you're you're like the you're like the tall nick Wright, you know or that, that's what i'll call you or we'll call you like luke sharp whatever whatever you want mate but um yeah feel free to join so um callan Golson, whatever team you're supporting at the moment uh it's probably the lakers so yeah good luck man we'll, we'll take on anyone the the golden state oklahoma dallas pittsburgh <laughs> lakers uh, you know, we look forward to your letters and, yeah. uh, yeah, just and anyone and everyone apply and we will pick one out of the hat if we have to, but just, yeah, we, we welcome it. But, uh, that is the casual fan podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much again, Manesh, as always, or Good. for this week only, uh, I have been Tim Lewis, AKA the white Paul George. And, uh, yes, it is Manesh, the black Jared Stidham. There you go. (laughs) Thanks a lot, guys. Laters. See ya.